following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. For me, winning is getting through the day with my wife not saying, I feel cancer pain. Or mo- being motivated enough to go to work to keep that insurance. Because her cancer cost like $350,000 about $350, to date. I don't have that money. Are you serious? But the plan is to keep a cool head. And take it as it comes. Don't freak out. I'm not trying to be morbid, but if she lives, that's great. And if she dies, it's part of life. But in the middle, be present. That's hard to do. everything and nothing at all that's everywhere you don't want to be it's Ruben Mo B and on the ones and twos AG the five minute warning welcome to a brand new episode of five minute warning Welcome. It is your boy Ruben, and of course, one of my men, my mellow AG in the house. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? Ah, oh, man, things are beautiful. Mo B will be with us a little shortly, a little bit shortly, but he is going to be joining us today. Yo, man, how was your week? Well, actually, how was your week? You look the same in the background. Did you not move into your new crib? No, no, I don't sign till tomorrow. What about Monday? You kept talking about Monday. Yeah. Tomorrow's Monday. Oh, you mean like tomorrow? I thought you meant like last week. Nah, nah. Okay. Nah. nah. And then I'm moving Saturday. I'm physically moving myself Saturday. Okay, sweet. Into it to live. So yeah, I mean, you know, went took a um, did the walkthrough on it on Saturday with the folks. folks oh, so you're you're closed though, right? Closes tomorrow. I thought I you did walk- the walkthrough on the same day as the closing. No. You sometimes can. Okay. Um. But we're not closing at the house, so okay. Um, so we did a walkthrough, and you know, there's some there's stuff that I knew. I get to do a lot of caulking, so that'll be fun. Stand up on a ladder and spray the little gun into the crevices. Hope you got life insurance, sir. Uh, or is your life underwritten? Huh? Is your life underwritten? So if you fall off the ladder, you're somebody's good. I mean, all my bills get paid. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine, sir. Enjoy. I'm not worried about it. Enjoy. I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but nah, nah, that's tomorrow. So tomorrow is the, the day that will forever live in infamy. So. Infamy? It's a good thing. Oh, I, no, I'm excited about it. You used I'm infamy. I'm very excited. I did. Because that's not Pearl I, Harbor, I will, sir. Nah, but I will officially be an adult tomorrow. You've been an adult for what? Quite a while, sir. I know, but for but you're, me you're an, you're an all the way mature adult with all the trappings and debt to show. Well, I don't know about the mature part, but definitely the debt <laughs> will be there tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> but the mature part uh, depends who you talk to and what day you talk to them. Um, but yeah, what's the bedroom situation? Um, three, three bedroom, three bedroom. Well. 
Yeah, three bedrooms. They had three rooms. How about that? We'll we'll say that. Three there were rooms. three separate three separate rooms. Um, one of them will not be a bedroom now. It's kind of small. So that'll be an office. That'll probably be where I'll be doing the show next week from. Sweet. Um, so yeah, the all this will be gone. And yeah. I mean I'm excited, but it's one of those things. Until it until I get keys in my hand. It's 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 only mostly done. So tomorrow's the day, sir. Yeah, gotta make sure I'm not late. Sign your name in blood it. tomorrow. I know, right? I was actually <laughs> what I was actually gonna do is like prick myself tomorrow. So I was gonna do my whole diabetes test there and just be like, and just sign in blood. But that might be kind of nasty. So you know, well. What do everybody's like? It's gonna take like two hours. I was like, I heard I heard closings are pretty long. Yeah, it can take a little while. My brother would say it was t- it would take forever. My realtor is like, it's take like a half hour. I was like, what? I don't believe that. If, it, know, if it been, only takes you a half an hour to close, you give me a call because so, so I can use them. Oh, I mean, I'll give you the hookup, man. She's awesome. I believe um, it, but not unless it's that that half hour thing's true because usually closings are an hour more, an hour or more. Well, the the fun t- the fun part about it, I would say, going through this process, is I felt like I was signing something electronically signing shit every week. Cause like, so like if you like for any reason, like we need you to sign this, so you read it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or hey, we need like for instance, they go through your your checking account with a um, thanks, Nick. With a five-two comb, hey man, what'd you get this money for? You need to sign for that. What? You all up in my business, but they all up in your business, like literally. So, you know, it's it's crazy. Like they want to know how much, you know, they want how much you make. You gotta give them like five years of pay stubs and all this other stuff. It's I'm exaggerating, but you know, once you think you're like done giving them shit, hey, we need this too. I'm like. Why did you ask me for that last week? Well, we didn't know we needed it until this week. What the fuck? What? Whatever. Take it. But it is what it is. Um, but no, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. It was good to see the house again, and the folks gave the thumbs up on it. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of that was that was a big day. And my little brother was there too. He gave the thumbs up. So sweet. The family said it was cool. Not that it mattered, but the family said it was cool. Oh, it it's matters. good. I mean, it does. You've grown, but, but it matters. I'm still going to buy that damn house. <laughs> You've grown, but it still matters. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? How was your week? Uh, It wasn't bad. It was a good house a few days off. You know, spent yeah, some time with you did. Yeah. You, you didn't work for it. You said you had a couple days off last week. So, everything good? Life is beautiful? Yeah, always. You do something fun? Yeah, not go to work. <laughs> it's always fun to me, man. <laughs> I mean, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad. Well, at even that. if you were, it wouldn't matter. I'm just saying. I, you no, know, I, no. I don't enjoy going to work. I do enjoy looking at my wife's butt. That 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 is a that's pastime for me. She got nice feet too, man. She, if I had a foot thing, I'd be in trouble, bro. <laughs> so you so she has nice feet, but you don't have a foot thing. Well, yeah. I mean, because see, the thing is, she's got nice everything, but I key okay. on one thing. Yeah. But it's always cool to have like dinner and dessert two or three times. So it's like you know, just bonus, man. It's like bonus. 
<laughs> it's like getting paid ten million dollars a year and they get ten million dollars for free. Just saying. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned feet. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, because you know, we got we got some R and stuff going on today. But you've been watching this tournament, this NCAA tournament, absolutely at all. I have. I mean, how do you feel about the the UFC fight called Duke versus um, Tennessee yesterday? I thought that we played well based on who we were playing because see, I had I was already on notice with Tennessee because we uh, Lauren and I watched Tennessee play Auburn early earlier in the year, and I knew they were scrappy, but I knew they would turn the ball over. But the funniest thing happened was everything I expected them to do as far as having flaws, there were none. They were stronger and tougher because they were older. But you know, I thought we played well based on getting smacked in the face. And it was on accident. It wasn't like it was something that he did on purpose. He just that their big man didn't play well. He made himself unavailable the entire game. But um, I thought based on what Tennessee gave us, I thought we played well. Um, obviously, it was not enough. But uh, Tennessee's no joke, man. But I don't think they're based on what I saw and based on me following following them after the Auburn game that we saw earlier in the year. They're not real consistent, and I don't think they're going to go farther than the Sweet Sixteen. Honestly. But we'll see. You never know, man. Because it's not like you're playing every day. So it, it, they might catch fire next whenever. And guess what? So. But yeah, man, Kansas lost. I thought they were. I mean, I watched the first first five or six minutes we watched uh, last night. I was like, this game's over. And then Lauren's like, Kansas lost. What? Kansas lost. And then she was like, did you see the bulletin board and the, I mean, the uh, whiteboard and the, I said, what are you talking about? Purdue lost. Purdue who? Man, I was like, wow. So the tournament has lived up to it's lived up to the billing, which it always does. I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. It so, it's a lot of good basketball being played by a lot of teams that no one ever knows. It is March Madness for real, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. For reals. There is no, I mean, there's, there's no time off, man. It, it, Marquette I, went down today. I thought they might. Yeah. Number two seed. Yeah. Yeah. Is it was like, come on, player. And see, Michigan State has been. <laughs> Like sketchy all season oh, long, all season. But today which, they showed up, or either that proves, or Marquette didn't. One of the two. I didn't see the game. I didn't either. But which proves that Izzo plays the regular season to get his team ready for the tournament. I don't think so. I don't think he had a very good team. Well, so, but I'm saying, yeah, they got they're they're where they should be, right on time for the tournament. I would say they didn't win the Big Ten tournament, but they were playing much better. You know, especially, well, let me change that. That's incorrect. Because after the situation that happened in Michigan State, they lost like three in a row. And then they won a couple games at the end of the season. And they won a game, I believe, in the Big Ten tournament. And then they lost. So, I mean, yeah, I guess Michigan State's kind of surprising some people. They are. But again, like I told, like I was trying to tell you and everybody else about UNC before they lost to Duke in the championship for the ACC. It's like, I don't expect, even if they went to the tournament, they're going to get spanked. They are not playing well. You cannot be in late February and March playing poorly. You can't. I mean, you can if you want to, but you're not going very far. So just saying, just saying. But again, the tournament is based on one game, you know, two games every weekend and if you happen to be good for three days then that's great you'll win but eventually your luck will run out because the further you go the more sound you have to be from a basketball and coaching standpoint 
or from a player or coach or coaching standpoint. And man, just saying. Yeah, I mean, like the Fairleigh Dickinson went over Purdue. I watched probably the last ten minutes of that game, and the way they were just fronting, they were doing work on the seven footer man. I mean, it was the tallest guy on their team is six foot six. Mm-hmm. So, but they had one guy in the back, one guy in the front, and they was just being little gnats. Little Nats flying around the big dude's head and poof. Next well, thing you know, you know, he yeah. gets back. Um, and then Purdue apparently just can't win in the first round, man. Like, if your seed has like two digits behind it, in front of it, they can't beat you. I, I don't know. I don't know what their deal is, but they, they click. Because that last two minutes was like possibly some of the worst basketball I've seen Purdue play. Like, I mean, horrible. Like, they're giving the ball up and not hustling and all this other stuff, man. Like, there was one scene where the ball's coming and it's four Purdue guys and the one FD guy went in between all four of them and got the ball. They just weren't hustling. They were just like, oh, it's coming to us because we're the number one seed and we deserve it. Nah, player. FD was like, nah, not today. Which is funny because you know FDU paid in the first four. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they barely got in or a bubble team or whatever? Well, no, they won't. So, interesting story about it. They won their automatic bid. Okay. But they lost But they lost their conference championship. How do you get an automatic bid without winning your conference championship? Because, it, because the team they played the conference championship is transitioning to Division One, So they were ineligible for the NCAA tournament. Ooh. So they lost their championship game, but they got the automatic bid because... They won, that other team won, and that sort of thing. They lost, and now they've won two in a row. These these cats have gotten hot, man. I mean, Jersey City, stand up. Well, it's always some Jersey City team, man. Two, a couple years ago was St. Peter's, and this year's FDU. I mean, I guess what it is now is if you get a team from Jersey City, you better put your foot on their neck and leave it there. Or they're going to they come back and get you. Because I know where that is. Jersey City, Hoboken area. Not the good part. And I'm telling you, those kids ain't scared of nothing. So, just letting you know. Yeah. So, you know, excited for the rest of the tournament. My bracket's jacked up. Everybody's bracket's jacked up, man. Nah, nah. I mean, like, jacked up, like, jacked up. Everybody's bracket is... Who thought, Can- I mean, Arkansas was going to beat uh, Kansas last night, bro? <sighs> yeah. Besides nobody. And that's why I picked the win at all. Kansas. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> they probably yeah, picked themselves to win it all. You know, but yeah. things happen, man. I'm telling you. Things happen. Cool, cool. So, let's get this party started. So, first segment of the day. Everybody around here asking questions. So, I decided I'm going to ask some damn questions. Okay. You know. So, this is this segment is literally called the three hardest questions. Hardest questions right now and when Moby gets here he might get lucky and not have to answer him but if he does he will so the first one is AG yes can you please give me your opinion about reparations reparations number one they're not ever going to happen people in power aren't used to paying bills they're not used to paying any bills they're used to spending up stuff resources finances money human resources and it's all for free. Do I think we should get it? Sure. On a small scale from land being stolen uh, or 
policy being written that's obviously meant to steal land from black and brown. Uh, so yeah, I agree. But people in power aren't in the fashion of giving away power. They aren't in the fashion of doing anything that would suggest that they're terrible people. Which, if you give away reparations, you're you're telling the, you're telling the world that we're awful. Have been, still are, and it, you can never escape it. We're Lauren and I were watching Sunday morning today, and there's a story about this uh, place right outside of um, Orlando, Florida, just stealing land. Now they don't have a leg to stand on because they did it legally. But the person who did it and the way they did it, it was genius. And it was also diabolical. So I'm like, okay. So yeah, that, that's that's my dichotomy on reparations. It's never going to happen. But it should. And it's, it doesn't stop with black people. Let's, let's, let me get that straight first. Because there's a Native American out there that's owed a whole lot. And it, I mean, more than I ain't gonna say more than black people, but I'm telling you, man, they were here first and they have a reservation and everything that comes along with it. And anytime the government decides they want something, they go to that reservation, break the law and, and um, agreement that they made to get what they want. And then then they leave and leave the leave the Native Americans with less than what they had and then want them to feel grateful that they have it. Are you effing serious? So, yeah, that's how I feel about reparations. Did you hear about the situation in California that they're talking about paying people, black people, reparations in California? In San Francisco, absolutely. We talked about it today, Lauren, and I talked about it today because obviously she keeps me up on all this stuff, and it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but is it like five million dollars per person? Dude, some crazy? it the the number <laughs> based on everything would be astronomical, astronomical. <laughs> It's not going to happen because, see, I told, I'm going to tell you like I told her. I'm like, okay. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen either. But you you know, you know, white America can always find a reason not to do something right. <laughs> and you talking about reparations for a city that's already underwater? It's never going to happen. Yeah, can I, I mean, watch the. Because yeah, we was talking about, we was talking about Joe Biden was allowed to bail out the bank in Silicon Valley. But they taken yeah. them to court over um, forgiving student loans. Are you serious right now, bro? And these are the same people you trust with giving away reparations at any level? Man, if we get 10 cents and a bottle of Henny, we'd be lucky. Guess what? It's not going to happen, sir. Which I thought was hilarious because last time I checked, and I think I know my history pretty decently, California got nothing to do with slavery at all no they were now, never a slave state but the bottom line is yeah. everything else I said but, their policies the well, way yeah, they write yeah. policies all that stuff it's awful man it's yeah, awful yeah the LAPD doesn't help them at all no because they're racist too even though they have obviously they have black and brown on the force that doesn't mean that you're not fundamentally a racist group I mean I don't mean to be all moby about it but it's still true so it is what it is now, do I feel like you need to defund the police? No, I want the police to actually to have more money so they can do their jobs and people get, can get paid for what they're worth. However, it doesn't change the fact that you're freaking like you're the Klan with no bat, with no uh, no sheet. You just got a badge, which makes you legal, which makes you more dangerous. So I'm just like, come on, man, ain't nobody dumb. Do I need? Do y'all do y'all need more training? Sure, you need more training, but are you really gonna enforce that? No, 
Because see, you know, you know, we we scare black people because all black all black men especially are between five nine and six six ten, two forty. And we were at every place there was a bank robbery. And we scare <laughs> every white woman in the world. And every time we get shot, is some cop gonna be in court talking about I was afraid for my life and, and the mostly white jury is gonna be like, you know, he had to he had to have a chance to go home. Not guilty. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. I always thought, always thought it was funny how, um, you know, the police, some of the police, because it's not all of them, it's just some of them. You know, it's like they're cute. I was, I was no. I mean, it is. It is just it's some of them. It's not all of them. But, um, you know, like you said, I fear for my life, and you to do with the gun. Doesn't matter. Black people scare like, people. Black people are scary, bro. Apparently. Uh oh. What's going it's on? Oh, there he is. Yeah, black people scare me. Because, see, I'm 5'5, five five, and I scare white women all the time. Mo B, how tall are you, Mo B? 6'3? Yeah, something like that. Around he, he, he He is terrifying. I mean, we he, in the he same, might be. We in the same description, though. Yeah, that's true. What? You know, they, they always say it's a black man between five feet and seven feet. Oh, see, it's seven <laughs> feet now. I thought it was 6'10. I just said 6'10 before you got on. <laughs> so yeah, hey, man, man. it's just like I mean we're we're horrifying people. Just saying. Okay. Well, it's good you popped in, Moby, because we had just finished the first question um, of the hard hitting questions of the of right now. What's your opinion about reparations? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you didn't have to say words. <laughs> I mean, what's there to have opinion about? Like. All right, for, first of all, logistically, how would it be done? Well, just like before you got on, Ruben was saying San Francisco offering $5 million per. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The pregnant pause says it all. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 you know, this, maybe because, like, I just understand how numbers work. Let's say in some magical dream world, like they did manage to give them people five mil. It would cost six hundred thousand dollars per per non black person. They've already done the numbers. <laughs> it would cost six hundred thousand per non black person in the state of California. So basically between black and brown, you're saying it's gonna cost between six hundred thousand and five million? Is that what you're saying? Per person? No, no. So like to pay for it. To pay the five million dollars per black person I guess that would qualify it would be $600,000 per non-black person non-black that's how people much it call, cost non-black people include brown that's a problem I, already well I mean I'm a yeah the other I guess yeah the other brown people cause AOC gonna be is, AOC gonna show her true colors after that <laughs> but yeah that's what they said and I was kinda just like yeah Man, you know how many white people would be trying to claim they third uncle? <laughs> like, hey, that nigga was light skinned in the motherfucker, so like, I got to get a chunk of this. Like, exactly, and he's not wrong. That's all, true. Do you, do you do you know how much inflation would happen? <laughs> like, cause there ain't no way the government is about to put black people in a financial position to be like ahead of the game. Just no way. Shut down Hollywood. What I tell you. 
people in power aren't in the fashion of giving away power. I yeah, just told yeah. You that. Nah, it's funny. Just saying. So, all right, cool. All right. Question number two. So, what does being a champion of any type um, mean to you, Moby? Well, I mean, you can't say a champion of any type and well, ask me to define it. That's a <laughs> well, the reason, champion so, of any type. Well, I could be a champion for women's issues, and that's that's different than being the champion of a basketball game. Like, I mean, yeah, because see, I I didn't want to specifically put it on like one thing because. Look, for instance, you're good at basketball. I'm not. So, like, we would have different views on what type of thing that means. But like you said, you could be a champion for women's views, and I could be like, nah, you know, whatever. But those are, those so, are two different I – mean, like, there's no way to define champion if you're not going to be specific to what the, the topic pertains to. Well, but I, saying, I just don't know how to answer the question. I guess that's what I'm saying. May, maybe the question is too high level for me because I don't get it. <laughs> Do you let maybe, me, maybe, let me you, ask you. maybe you should start with AG and maybe I can like piggyback off what he says and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trading places, I love that. <laughs> what I what I was gonna ask you, Ruben, was are you talking about the champion of like a like athletic endeavor? Or are you saying like Moby of said? any endeavor. Of any endeavor. So like if you want to be a champion for something else in your life, um, what would that look like to you? Well, it would look like a lot of preparation, execution, over time, and then you're gonna win. It's that simple. Is is? I mean, it's that simplistic to me. Anytime I've done it myself, anytime I've seen it, it all it always occurs the same way. Somebody has an idea, they make a plan, they execute the plan over and over and over again until it happens, and it always does. As long as you're willing to adjust, but it always does. So that's what it looks like. And then after that. The journey is probably more fun than that, the actual trophy because now you're looking at doing something else. What's next? So, you know, but it does feel good. Make you feel a little bit better. So you want to bring in your yeah now, movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good definition. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. mean, I, I guess he's right. I mean, just that is, I guess, a generalized description of winning in general. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe that question was way too um, next level for me. Or maybe I'm just not a champion. I don't know. You're a champion. You got a family. You got a house and you're still in it. There's a lot of things that you do that I've just, like you said, generalized. Y'all have a plan. You have a plan for yourself. Winner has a plan for herself. And y'all go individual, individual routes to get to the same place together and you find yourself where you are. You've mentioned it many, many times in, in certain ways, but it's all the same. So I'm out here winging this shit every day, so I'm no, glad you think I got a plan. No, you do got a plan. <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this elaborate plan. It could be like, girl, how are we going to make the mortgage this month? Because of thus and so. Like for me, I can say this now. For me, winning is getting through the day with my wife not saying, I feel cancer pain. Or mo being motivated enough to go to work to keep that insurance because her cancer cost like three hundred fifty four hundred about three hundred fifty thousand dollars to date. I don't have that money. Are you serious? But the plan is to keep a cool head, 
and take it as it comes. Don't freak out. And I don't mean to be, we talked about this a couple days ago. It's like, I'm not trying to be morbid, but if she lives, that's great. And if she dies, it's part of life. But in the middle, be present. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. But you make a plan, you execute the plan, you execute the plan well enough and you adjust and you stay liquid and you win. Yeah, because that sometimes that's just winning in itself. Exactly. And my life has gone from what am I going to do 10 years in, in a 10-year span to I'm going to just make it to the next moment. I'm going to just make it to the next appointment. I'm just going to make it to the next you're cancer-free. I'm just going to make it to the next we good until two years from then. Then I can say, well, maybe next year, five years, like maybe in five years, because my life is based on her illness. And so I'm like, that's still winning to me. If I can get through the day and stay focused enough to do what I have to do and to support her and what she needs to say or do or what have you, and still not be so dependent on how I feel and, and my my desire to express it and you know be surgical about what I do express, I have one for the day. So that's that's what it, because it's still everything I said to start with. Man, right. you, ju- you just broke that down way above my head and it made sense. So I appreciate that. Way, but to, be I don't, a, I don't, way to be a champion. See, I won again. <laughs> 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 I'm winning, man. <laughs> well, I mean, that, to me, that's important because like in the way you broke it down is super important because there are a lot of people who don't feel like they win every day. But you know, me personally, I feel like you win every day you wake up. Yeah, truth. And for some people, that that is a that's a that's not a virtual statement. That's an actual yes, statement. Actual statement. And I mean, because it's great to have plans until you don't. So good stuff. I like it. I like it. All right. And question number three. Do you have any type of fetishes that you wish you didn't have? Or are you wishing that there was a fetish that you don't have Um, and you want it? Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't interrupt you. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Did everybody understand the question? I think. So, So, so... the question is, let me, I'll repeat it again, because I know it's kind of convoluted. So the question is, do you have a fetish that you wish you didn't have? And if if you don't have any fetishes, is there a fetish that you wish you had? Mm, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, this, see, this is the whole this is the whole thing with me. I tell people this all the time. This is why porn is bad. Okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start there, so everybody's everybody's like got their their ears open. This is why <laughs> this is why porn is bad. And 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 really, when I was growing up, porn was hard to come by, bro. If you didn't have a dad that had a video, a, a, a tape lying around, or like my wife's my wife's dad had a, a locker full of Playboys, and I'm like, and my dad had you know he had one tape I watched. On the, on the QT, 
And it was just like, if you didn't have that, porn was hard to come by. So basically, if you were heterosexual, you just understood, a heterosexual, uh, in my case, boy, you understood that boobs are hot and ass is hot too. That's what you understood, right? Because in a magazine or in like like mid-range porn, it's just like it's just like basic sex or basic nudity. Nowadays, you whip out your phone and it, the world is your oyster, if you want to call it that. And you will find out that there are some things that actually turn you on that you do not want the world to know. And that's the honest truth. So to answer your question. They are creating fetishes now, man. <laughs> well, no, I don't think they do. I think it's always been there. No, no, but what I mean, but just like you said, like you will find you you can stumble into something that you didn't even know turned you on, and you would have had no access to even exactly. know it turned you yes. on. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that and that's that's my major thing with telling people the the dangers of pornography because if you uh, like I said, man, if you have a phone, you can see it all day long, and you can see it for free, and the way the internet is set up. Um, using the power for evil <laughs> and you not and you not having to you can wipe your steps a lot easier so no one knows where you've been and it looks normal and it doesn't look like you hit anything i'm telling you right now bro pornography at the level that it is now will bring things out of you that you didn't know that you wanted or didn't know that would turn you on because you know, fetishizing things, it's just so easy. Now, I have the things that I like to do, and I knew that before porn was, like, so easy. I knew that. But nowadays, it's like, woo, for real? And then you're looking at yourself side-eyed. So, like I said, man, that, that's the complete answer to your question from my point of view. Now, are there some fetishes out there that I... You said some fetishes out there that you wish you had... That sounds like partner specific to me. It does. Like if you like if you have a partner, male, female, whatever it is, and they like doing something, but you don't, but you want to please your partner and you wish you wanted to, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I guess mean, you put it that way. Yeah, I guess that is partner specific. Like if your partner likes like foot play, but you the, all you think about is toe jam, then there's a problem there. But if you like foot play, regardless of what your partner likes, then that's something that you personally like. Now, if your partner ain't down with that, then well, yeah, it's still I mean, it's a problem. But it, but that's not that doesn't mean your fetish goes away. It just means that that your partner ain't down with it. No, but what your and, question was: Is there a fetish that you wish you had? And that's what I'm answering. Oh, and also, is there a fetish that you currently have? That was part of it too. That was the first part. There are some things that I know for a fact that I'm like, it's not bad, not bad. But I don't really. Can you let me AG, let me ask you this? You have never been such a politician about any answer. You are you're giving a whole bunch of words with no answer. No, 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 you are no, super no. I'm not because, right now. Yeah, you know what? Well, there are some things that I I'm into. No, what I said. What you're I not going to be specific, what, even though that was what the no, question. No, I told you I wasn't going to tell you what it was. I'm not going to tell you what it is. There's no way I'm telling you what it is because see, first of all, I'm letting you two fuckers off the hook to start with. Second. I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell me you. Off the hook. Oh, just... you don't have to say what I have to say, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is. But I'm telling you, there are some things 
that I'm like, that's not bad, but I'm like, I'll never tell. Ever. I mean, can we, can we at least get one? No. <laughs> now, I, I will say, let's see, what kind of fetish do I have this like? It don't have to be sexual. There, there are other I was just thinking the yeah. same thing. I'm about to say, like, the first thing I thought of had nothing to do with sex. <laughs> yeah, you went down the rabbit hole, man. No, I didn't. No, what I'm saying to you is, okay, i tell you what. I don't have any fetishes that are non-sexual. Okay. See, that's interesting. Not one. All of my fetishes are sexual in, in, in orientation. Hence my answer. All right. See, now well, I got to we- go to work and people will be like, yo, man, what you like? <laughs> <laughs> that I means mean, you're not telling them because you ain't going to tell them. I ain't telling nobody. I almost feel like you're going to say what mine is. Is it even a fetish? Now, see, we have to define fetish. I was just about to say, maybe we should define because, what see, fetish Because, now, see, now being that you said what you said, your, your question wasn't really, your question was really vague based on what you just said. Because, see, you just said, now, see, when you say fetish, yeah, people presume that you're talking about sex. I'm about to say, fetish is typically associated with sex. I just assume based on the, the messenger that that's not what we were talking about. See, I didn't know <laughs> that. I didn't know that. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, you do pearl clutch, so I guess that wouldn't be you. <laughs> Hold on, I feel like I need to look up the definition of fetish. Actually, no, nah, man, I think we wrong, man. The first, the first definition that pops up, a form of sexual desire in which gratification is strongly linked to a particular object or activity. So maybe I was wrong for not thinking about sex. Like I said, man, I don't have a fetish that is not sexual, and fetish is sexual. Because, like, some people, like, and I am not mad at them. I mean, like I told you earlier, uh, my wife's got great feet. And when she puts on a pump, it's over. I objectify her in all sorts of ways. I promise you I do. But I'm telling you, there are certain things that she wears or does that I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. Okay. Just saying. See, I guess, I guess I was thinking about what the, the second definition of fetish is. An inanimate object worshipped for its supposed magical powers or because it is considered to be inhabited by a spirit. I never heard that one before. Wow, that's deep. That's almost wicked. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess mine wasn't like wicked for him. Like, like I have... It's at my grandma's house. But um, there's a... I took a picture when I was like maybe a year old in a sweater and there's a teddy bear at my grandma's house that still has that has that sweater on now and like it's been offered many times for my grand my grandma i've been trying to get rid of it and i'm just like nah don't get rid of it because that was a fly ass sweater <laughs> and i just won't let it go like i mean if if it's it's sad the first thing i would think about if my grandma passed away would be i gotta go get that teddy bear I gotta get that sweater. Do you, do, you, do you think that it's special in some way other than emotional? No, I don't know. I, I don't even know, man. It's just like if if I go to my grandma's house and I go to that room, that back room, if I don't see that bear with the sweater on, like I almost panic. Like I'm like, where the fuck is my sweater at? Like, but see, that's why I'm trying to differentiate. Is because right now it seems like it's your version of a whoopee, you know, or like a security blanket. That's not a fetish. Well, 
Well, like I said, based on the second, I, I think it is because it's not that I think that's magical power. I just feel like I almost feel like that 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 teddy bear with that sweater on, like protects my grandma's house. Then that's a fetish thing. That's a to, fetish. To me, to, yeah. to me, it's like that sweater is like I'm always there. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's a fetish thing. Non-sexual, absolutely, it's a fetish based on the second. <laughs> But literally, when you said when you said that question, the first thing I thought about I was like, "Hey, damn sweater, man! Like, fly ass sweater, man!" <laughs> hey, man, is it a Letterman sweater? Oh man, it's just like a white sweater had like a red stripe and green at the bottom. It's just, it's just an old school fly. I probably look like a little ass old man, like a cardigan. Kind of, it, it's it's that same material. Okay, but it, but you had it when you were one. Yeah, it's, it, there's a picture. It's the, the pictures in the room too, with me with the sweater on, and then the teddy bear's there. So I guess my mom was just like she could, she didn't want to get rid of that sweater, so she just put it on a teddy bear, and it's still there. Been there for 39 years. <laughs> so, all right. So yes, Ruben. All right. You have to, you have to make sure you define something before people start answering. Now, I'm not gonna take away my any, answer. I'm just letting you know. I don't know if there's any fetish I wish I had because. The definition of fetish to me always has a negative connotation and the reason i say it has a negative connotation is because in many ways when people have a fetish that's something that kind of has control of you and i'm kind of a control freak when it comes to myself so i don't necessarily want anything to me when i hear fetish i hear addiction at the same time and i, I don't i don't want that like i it's weird like um you you brought up the feet thing like i know i know guys who are like hardcore foot fetish people like there there are literally women out here who make money taking pictures of their feet and people will spend money lots of money (laughs) there's some women who will take pictures and underwear and guys will spend money for her to mail those underwear to him Uh, and you can't wash them don't wash them it, like th- those are those those are, and this is not coming from a place of judgment, but I'm just like, man, I don't I don't want something to have hold of me like that. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I want any like I got enough of my own quirks. I don't need any extra ones, man. Truth. That's kind of what and I was saying like, about it's, porn. It's funny, like when AJ talks about porn, just like yo, I don't want that problem, man. Like I I don't I don't I don't want the problem of like exploring and finding new things that you're into because all right totally gonna take the conversation to another place but we've we've talked about it before where i said there's a part of me that has a large form of sympathy towards pedophiles and the reason i say that is because i can't imagine looking at little kids and being turned on by that like i can't imagine how much of a curse that is because most pedophiles know what they're feeling is not a social norm it's not accepted but at the same time we look at them and go oh you nasty person i'm thinking yeah but just like ag said everybody got something that they into and when you into it there ain't no way you you could turn that shit off like there's nothing that's going to happen to that pedophile that's turned on by some nine-year-old boy or girl that's gonna ever make them turn that shit off whether they want to or not and i would never want to experience i would if if i if i was forced to experience that for a day 
that would be my last day. I just, I couldn't deal with it. I would just, I would out myself, man. I just, straight up. Because I, I just can't imagine having something like that constantly running through your head. So yeah, when you say more fetishes, nah, I'm good on fetishes. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need no extra, <laughs> no extra quirks, man. And this ain't coming from a place of judgment at all because I'm fully acknowledging, just like AJ said, we all got some shit that we are into that we're just like, why the fuck am I into it? And I don't necessarily want to tell anybody that I'm into it. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Those are the three hardest questions of right now. AG, what you got for us? Um, Auntie, that's what I got. I don't, you know what? I, I want to try to keep up with the rules. Um, I try. I, I think I do a pretty good job. When I learn them, I can, you know, implement them in my life and make sure that everybody feels comfortable. But when some of the most powerful black women in the world lost their minds because Angela Bassett was called auntie, I'm at a loss for words. I'm like, that is one of the most respectful things. Well, I'll, I'll say this for black women anyway. I'm not going to say, I don't, I don't know, you know what's going on with all the other ethnic groups or racial groups, but where I come from, you call somebody auntie, that's love and respect, automatic. It's almost like being a sage. And if the rules are changed, I don't know what happened between when it was cool and when it's all of a sudden not cool. But I find it hard not to call the women that I love that are not part of my family those types of terms. And I was talking to Lauren about it the other day and she was tripping and I was like girl don't trip because I've been reamed for saying ma'am ma'am apparently is not cool anymore I guess I don't know depending on who you talk to but I think my thing is I'm, I'm running out of places to to navigate and hide from whatever is I'm not supposed to say and it, it's getting to be a frustrating thing so that's all I really had. It's like, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I know how I felt about it. And to make, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan, I forgot who else said it, feel bad for showing love and respect. Jonathan Majors. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really, I don't feel good about where we're going sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes I don't really feel good about it. So, because I mean, if they 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 know her and they love and respect her, especially in the black community, I just I don't know. So, that's what I got. It's kind of open ended, and it's certainly inconclusive. But I did feel some type of way about that whole thing. Now, now can can we unpack that some more? Can can somebody explain to me what? Man, I feel like every time I talk, it it comes out as I am sexist. Because because I, I, what I want to say is like, can can somebody explain to me in this day and age what we can say to any woman that is offensive 
because what, what I was gonna say is like it's like I I am very good at following quote unquote rules. I mean, when you play growing up playing sports, you learn rules, you learn what you what you can do, you learn this is a foul, this is traveling, this is a penalty. I'm good once I know what the rules are. The problem is this moving goalpost and how the rules change all the time makes me not want to play the game. Because it's just like, yo, it when I talk, it shouldn't be like a verbal game of Uno in which I need to ask everybody at the table first hey can i throw three fives down if they if i got them or can i only put one down can i double up on that draw too like i don't want conversation to feel like like we talked about before a game of uno in which the rules change depending on who's in the room because nobody gets offended well i mean i say nobody because i don't know everybody but i ain't never heard no group of guys get offended remember when um it was not that long ago a few years ago denzel washington had that real thick mustache and everybody used that picture of him as a meme and everybody was calling him unk nobody got offended nobody was like hey you can't call him unk he is an acting legend nobody nobody was out there caping for him like that because who was offended I told y'all before I go to the basketball court to YMC. Everybody calls me OG now. I don't know when that transition happened. I went from being a dude playing basketball to now I'm the old head on the court. I didn't get offended when people started calling me OG. I was just like, well, shit, I guess I'm just the old nigga on the court now. Like, that's just my role now. Like, and honestly, I don't think none of the young dudes out there mean it as a term of disrespect. They like 20-something. I'm 40. They like when I was 20-something, I thought 40 was old as shit, too. Like, why this old nigga on the court still? Like, tell OG to get off. Tell OG he got next. Then after you drop a couple threes in their face, they think differently. I'm about to say, and per- <laughs> first of all, nobody calls the old dude at the court OG that ain't good. So to me, it was a term of respect. It was like, all right, they respecting that. I'm still okay at this game. Like, when, when somebody called somebody who is in the same field, obviously has as much respect and admiration says auntie why on earth is anybody offended by that she's clear she's clearly old enough to be their mother hence old enough to be their auntie i thought auntie was a term of endearment because it's family like what the fuck am i allowed to say now in which somebody's not gonna get upset with me and, and what I really want to say, what can I say to a woman now? Because I've I've had to intentionally start catching myself because I used to say female a lot. And then somebody was like, hey, female is a bit demeaning because nobody ever calls a guy male. And I thought about it. I'm like, you're right. I don't call a guy male, maybe female. So I've been trying to clean that up out of my language. Say, hey, I'm not going to say female. I'm going to say woman. Because I can't call a girl, because that's offensive too. I can't call an auntie, because somebody might get upset. I can't... What, the, what, what am I allowed to call them now, man? Like, first of all, you're changing my pronouns. Now you're making it so... <laughs> I don't even know what term of endearment to give you. Like, do I have to... Like, 
in in the in the hip hop culture, we do this whole thing where it's pause or say no homo. Do I have to say no disrespect before I say something? Because everybody knows if I say no disrespect, that usually means I'm about to say something disrespectful afterward. So, what the can somebody please tell me? What are the rules of engagement when I am addressing any woman? Do I just have to say, hey, I just got to call every woman by her name? And just not, no pronoun, no substitute, no nickname, no catchy phrase, just whatever her name is, say that. And I can't put Miss or Mrs. because if I don't know their marital status, I might offend them there too. Well, I, can, I got an answer for you as far as what you can call it because Ava DuVernay. Uh, made a list on Twitter of what you can call her. And Auntie is not on the list. But you know what was funny? I laughed at you. Queen was. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> Queen was on the list and I laughed at you. I laughed at you so hard. I was like, we just talked about this. <laughs> so, oh, man. Um, my opinion is very simple. Chris Rock told us this years ago. Um, in one of his stand-ups when the kid calls grandmama mom and their mama Pam the problem is that unfortunately and I'm a, I'll probably get lambasted and that's what it is a lot of our parents are now young so if you don't grow up what they say the um, community raise a child takes a village takes a village raise a child if you don't get raised in a village like that then that's the stuff you don't know and then when you're 18 or 19 and your mom's 38 or 35 she probably doesn't feel that she is old enough to be called somebody's aunt she probably thinks she's still spry can get can go to the club get down with the get down and they use that term as an aunt as a term of disrespect because you're basically saying she's old and it doesn't really matter what age or you know what generation or whatever no woman ever likes to be called old that's just that's always been that way you know but see the thing about it is and I see you over there movie but the thing about it is when your village when your child is not being raised by a village they don't get that type of learning or they don't learn that respect that we have all grown up with and we all pass down or continue to use on our daily on our daily you know and that's the problem right because if mama's 35 and kids 18 no once again circumstances are circumstances it happened it happened is what it is and but if if she wasn't raised you know with a, in a with a, in a village and the kid's not raised in a village, then I mean, a lot of the stuff that we learn because we have a lot of aunts or we were raised in a village, family close, the whole thing. I mean, because we had all that growing up, this generation or even the generation before that may not necessarily have that. So they look at it differently. Yes, is it crazy that all these women are getting upset? Yeah, but I guarantee all those women getting upset are under 40. Because anyone over 40 understands that is a term of endearment. That's not true because Oprah Oprah Winfrey and Gail King were the, the two of the three ringleaders of all this. 
And Gail, and Omar Murphy has no children at all. And I don't know what Gail King's got. I mean, Oprah Bailey got a husband, or, or does she? I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. But that's the whole thing, right? You know, because I am pretty sure that Angela Bassett is all about it. Or she would have came out. I don't. Nah, she and they look up to her. Because in the picture, they clearly look up to her. She had her hands on the show, like, these are my boys. Because that's probably what she even said. These are my boys. I'm, and that's I the hear, thing. I, I hear what you're saying. And I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said. My, I was about to go to what AG said. Like, no, because there's a lot of old-ass people who are leading the charge on this. But I feel like other people need to stop trying to be offended for other people yeah and, and uh, angela bassett was in a movie how stella got her groove back about an older woman 30 years ago yeah if i say and she was old then in that in that <laughs> movie in that movie in that movie is well loved by black women she oh, was oh. old then yes like, when we look at angela bassett now and we like if somebody says how about to say like generally now if he if they said grandma get it I right, we going too far auntie like I, I i thought auntie was just a differentiate generation like if there's a if there's a dude that's 10 to 15 years older than me i might refer to him as unc because we are not of the same generation i'm not saying he old i'm just saying I know I am a generation behind that guy. I respect so I'm, what they've been through. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like that. Now, if I say old man, all right, maybe, maybe that's offensive. But then again, guys don't get shamed for age. So I understand that is apples to orange thing because most most guys aren't necessarily persecuted for getting old. But the but the but, other, and but women yeah women seem to, like look I got a mom that don't even want to be called grandma. She lied about her age so much she forgot how old I was. <laughs> she still argues with me to this day about how old I am. That's I'm not lying, AG. I wish I could make that shit up. She still she still don't she argued with me for a whole year one time about how old I was. We had I was like, Mom, I had to literally make her do the math. I'm like, Mom, you remember what year I was born, right? Let's do the math on that. Wow. She had been lying by her age so long that she she just forgot how old I was. Like, she's lied about her age so long that eventually we're going to be the same age. <laughs> 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 but, and you know, what's, you know what's interesting with that, right? It's because there are certain, I, I would, at least in my life, I could say, there are certain women who are not my mother who, you know, for whatever reason, has treated me like I am their child. And I like I've called Tico's mom my mom. I I've called her mom, you know, but I ain't calling her I ain't calling her by her first name, because that's disrespectful as hell. <laughs> you know? And and that's the thing, right? You know, see I wanted to wrestle with this too. Because I did hear that too, that auntie was used by white people to demean black women but but we've been using the word auntie since i've been alive clearly we haven't stopped i mean i mean once again if if people are if, if they're going to be a group of people who take it to this place 
who say, hey, it's offensive because white people use it to demean black women. I need all these same people to to put on their cape, jump off of a building, and fly towards every black person that says nigga. And just be like, you can't do that. Cause, because I challenge you to listen to any song made by a black person on any radio station in which that word isn't used 67 goddamn times hook and but like so what trying happens to cancel them people so what happens now if angela bassett comes out and says what is wrong with all of y'all i don't know she hadn't said anything about it that i know of but but you know what she also probably feels like for what what do i need to say anything for y'all dumb i we our relationship is our relationship. You ain't in it, so you don't know shit. So, like, whatever. Just like if for some reason, let's just say, you know, I'm hanging at Tico's house and some somebody in the family comes over that I don't know. But if I call Tico's mom, mom, they look at me like I'm crazy. I look at them like, what do you look like? What's wrong with you if she's not your mother? But you don't know our relationship. So why are you all up in it? And that's the way I feel about it. I think everybody just needs to stay the hell out of their business. That's true. It, but see, but see the way but they not the way that it was approached, the way then and the effect that it had, then it's something wrong. Now people are on the on the defense because it's like, okay, what can I what can and what can't I say? Because I, I told Lauren, I was like, I just call her Duvernay. I just call her Winfrey. I just call her King. Can't be, get, be, get mad at that. I mean, you know what I'm going to call him? I'm going to call him nothing because I don't know him. And I can give a rat's ass about him. Because to me, they've just taken a very awesome picture and just shitted on it completely. Because to be honest, that was a very awesome picture. And that's generations. And, you know, and Jonathan Majors ain't young. It just so happens that he didn't break big till he was over 30. I mean, yo, man, they need people just need to stop. You're right. He ain't young. Angela Bassett made a movie 30 years ago Probably about being an old chick. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> so made, clearly she older yeah. than him. <laughs> she, made, she made that movie probably before both either one of those motherfuckers were born. And the fact that the fact that she embraces him like that, yo, man, if anything, what should have been said is this is what black people supporting people should look like. But of course, we got our dumbasses out here who want to take it to a completely different location. And I mean, look, man, if they want to live in their own dribble, let them live. But to me, it was an awesome. I saw it. It's an awesome tweet, man. And I was just like, yo, that's straight up. She, they probably got her phone number and she probably talks to them on a the regular. Hey, do this, not do that, whatever, whatever. They probably ask her for advice. And they respect the shit out of her. I'm gonna say, why would we not? Why would we not think they have that relationship? Because is is as small as Hollywood is when you really think about it, the amount of black major players in it is even smaller. I mean, it's even smaller. Why would they not have a relationship? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Michael B. Jordan, who we've known for a very long time, and you look at who was just on a who was just on a movie set with her. Yeah, and then Jonathan Majors, who's been doing shit for a hot minute, but he is breaking through like a motherfucker this year. He's got like five movies coming out, man, and it's and they're all pretty good for what I understand. So it's like, yo, and for people like Oprah Winfrey 
and Gail, she's a hot mess anyway. Whatever. For them to even back this bullshit and all this stupidity, that's to me that shows how disconnected they are from from the normal black people. Can, can and I'm gonna I, say that. Can I can I take a moment to say something that I know you ain't really supposed to say? Man, fuck Oprah. And, and, fuck, and let me fuck Gail's but, punk ass too. But no, let me tell you why I say fuck Oprah. And because there's there's many specific reasons that I have to dislike Oprah and none of them have anything to do with necessarily who she is as a person or what she's actually done because Oprah has has broken down boundaries Oprah has done so many positive things that it's really messed up for me to just focus on a couple little things that she's done and be like you know what wash everything else so I'm not saying that but what I am saying is has there been a more narcissistic person in the public eye than that woman you got a whole fucking magazine and every fucking cover is a picture of you you no no, hold on hold on and so i remember i remember specifically specifically her basically trying to before canceling was a thing trying to cancel Ludacris because he had a song called she's a hoe and she went up there saying oh. how disrespectful it was and he has children and then a few years later you celebrate going to interview Jay-Z and Marcy Projects a motherfucker that then said bitches ain't shit but and half of his tracks but but you didn't have no problem with Jay-Z oh wait a minute because he almost had as much he had money he was it was status like Oprah is too fucking wealthy to be fucking clout chasing the way she does it's just offensive it's disrespectful to watch and i just want to say bitch you rich like why are you out here trying to create shit to keep yourself in the limelight most people when they reach a status of wealth that much they want to do shut the fuck up and be rich you know what she wants to do stay fucking relevant bitch you're oprah be rich you are relevant you will forever be relevant you have done so much you have accomplished so many amazing things why are you out here on social media trying to attack black men could you imagine if the roles reversed if us black men were out here starting a twitter campaign about trying to cancel some woman about calling a dude uncle we would we would say so much hateful shit about that nigga but she says it and it's like hey we gotta oh. actually have a real we gotta have a real fucking conversation about some shit that this old ass bitch is saying yes i said it oprah's old and i wouldn't call oprah auntie i will call her grandmama that's what i would call oprah rich grandmama that's what and and i wouldn't mean i wouldn't i wouldn't mean it to be disrespectful but i'd just be like hey not only are you old you look your age angela bassett might be the same goddamn age as you but she looks fine as fuck for her age I don't think there's a member up here if given opportunity and we were single and everything was Angela Bassett coming in the bedroom, you'd be like, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I do then. <laughs> you don't need to say it. Because oh, I, I, it. I, I put parameters there, AG. Okay. I put parameters. Because okay. <laughs> here's when the grand scheme of things, is we probably all do the same shit. <clears throat> Just to a different level. But... But, but yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to go on my F Oprah rant, nah, man, man. But I got so. I got so much. What's the name of the episode, baby? F Oprah. I'm just Straight saying. Up. I got so much like pent up anger towards her, and it's not. 
it's not even that i don't like her it's just like i just like why are you moving the way you move like it, it's just unbecoming like why why are you moving like this because all right maybe not in the same influential status probably close to money status by now though do we see tyler perry out here trying to be in the limelight for saying shit no he shuts the fuck up he owns half of black hollywood and he just stays there being rich and trying to help out other black people and you and you know what he gets in things for that a whole bunch of niggas joking on him all the time and you know what oprah gets for being disrespectful to all the people who she should be trying to uplift fucking attention from white media like we got two rich people opposite sex same influence one person that always feels like she's really 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 trying to pander hard for her less pigmented fans and tyler perry who's out here getting joked on by people of his own culture still ain't doing shit but trying to give more black people opportunity what the fuck is happening with the world the man, man owns half of georgia which is a which is where he, all this all his whole studios at here's the thing Ruben. i was only talking about them financially because they're in the same ballpark money but what i was really trying to talk about is what they move how they move and what they do for quote unquote their own people over don't and, do shit for black people hold on i'm not gonna say that she's opened up no no she's opened up so many doors yeah she opened up a lot of school over in africa well no I'm, I'm not even talking about that just just her influence on on breaking through in, in in Hollywood and on mainstream TV and the public eye, she's she's opened doors. So even if she never actually specifically does anything for black people, she's done on on the back end. You know, she she tickled them balls on the back end. You know what I'm saying? She, <laughs> but the Tyler Perry who does nothing but like right in your fucking face unapologetically this man went on a award show where he was honored and talked about how he intentionally built bought that studio in georgia because he wanted to buy that property in a, in a place that was primarily owned by slave people to uplift so all them rich white people would have to know that this nigga owned all this like we don't celebrate that but this old ass bitch gets to come out here and shame these successful black positive male figures for calling somebody auntie man fuck oprah i second and King on the back end no reach around fuck that <laughs> all right well shit all right is that <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't Sorry. drop the mic, so the mic was on my headphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AG, you got anything else, man? Well, actually, since we were talking about the fetish thing, my uh, what do you, what's on your mind was the fetish thing, because I was uh, watching TV today, and there was an there was an Asian actor doing her thing, playing her character, or whatever it was, and I thought about it, and I was like, when does fetishizing a certain certain race or ethnic group? just being attracted to a certain race or ethnic group where does it where does it go from innocent to tr problematic i've always wondered that so again another open-ended thing but i just i'm like i don't know what that is what is that i i think i may have an answer to that the difference between being attracted and just having a fetish for it and i'm i'm gonna put it in, in i'm only gonna talk about white women here a lot of white women want to fuck a black guy they don't want to be with them that's what makes it a fetish they just want to in and out just to experience tell their girlfriends yeah it really is bigger or it wasn't you know wh whatever they they discuss 
they just want to have that experience now it's attracted to when you're like no that's just what i'm attracted to like i'm not just trying to we're not just going to sexualize it that's just what i'm attracted to in general okay okay that makes sense that makes sense because there's, there's there's a lot of white women who fetish about black guys. There's a hell. There's probably a lot of black guys who fetish about white women. There's black guys. I mean, there are people who fetish about Asians, and it, oh, it, I say Asians because it's loose. Co- a whole bunch of different cultures tied into it. But they want to fuck them. They don't necessarily want to be with them. It's right. just just want to experience that. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good answer to me because the thing, the reason why that sounds like a good answer and some of the answers that I've heard before are confusing, there's probably a lot of anger behind that. And I'm like always left confused. Like, well, what's where's the line? I, I don't understand why I can't be like, girl, you fine because of thus and so. But Well, it's also moving goalposts because we are talking about women. Okay, just make sure. So, you know. so the goalposts can be moved because if a black guy legit fetishes about a white woman but don't necessarily want to be with her the second he puts his penis in her he is now a traitor of his own people he disrespects his mama you know, it's, it, all those things happen as soon as it happens he must hate his mama blah 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 he can't handle a strong black woman blah 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 just and, and I'm not saying women I'm not saying all of y'all like this but I'm just saying as a black guy we all are rolling our eyes at these things because we have heard these things I have heard these things and I have not even done anything with a white woman. My God, I've heard this just just on the, just on the passing by, just just walking by a conversation to her. So topic won't even me. But yeah, so, you know, women, I'm not attacking you about that. But like, you know, y'all know you're not going to admit it to us, but y'all know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they know because I because I've heard all those things. My wife knows we don't even get in arguments about that because we we've gotten to like real almost heated debates about something that's irrelevant to both of us. But she'd be like, "Well, black men just—I I, I mean, I just think most black men want to be with a white woman just because they don't like black women." I'm just like, "Who the fuck told you that?" And and me me being black guy who's been around lots of black men cannot even be the authority on that because she will tell me that I am wrong. She'd be like, no, y'all might not say it. Y'all might not know it about yourself. But us as women, we know you better than you know your goddamn self. And all these black men just really out here hate black women and want to be with white women. And I'm just like, how the fuck did I get with you? (laughs) How did this this happen? How did I get with you? And and, and here's here's the thing. The most amazing thing is, bro, I'm light-skinned enough. I got freckles, red hair. I could have been out here damn near passing and I still ended up with you. So are you saying that I went against all of my cravings and and, cravings. and fetishes? <laughs> like, I, like, so, so may, maybe she says that because that makes her sound even more of a winner because she's just like, you know what? I stole this dude who could have easily been on the other side and I, I kept him black. Kept him black. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know there was any danger that you weren't going to be black. Oh, God. <laughs> she saved your life, bro. Hey, I, I know the path you were going to walk, and it's bad. Don't do it. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Look, I, I didn't have no intention because I think I speak for 
a large majority of black men, a large majority, because there are some of them, there are some Polo to Dons and Wesley Snipes out there that, that just really, really, really do hate you black women. They, they, there are guys out there like that. I'm not, I am not denying that those guys exist. I'm just oh saying, God. I, I, I think I speak for the majority of men. We like whatever vagina we can get access to. Like, we, as shallow as y'all think we are, we're probably a little bit more shallow, but we're actually a little, we have more depth to, like, it's not just about having access to vagina. It's like, does this particular person make me feel good about myself? Do they make me feel okay with, like, being who I am? And whoever that woman is for the guy, that's who he's going to be attracted to. <laughs> now, do we all have preferences? Like, you know, you got you got your ass man, you got your breast man. Yeah, every every everybody's got attractions. I like titties. Once again, everybody's got attraction. But I think at the end of the day, we as guys, we have a superpower. And we can become hyper focused on something. So so like literally if you you might see that chick and be like man she ain't even all that fine if he's attracted to her as a whole person he has become micro focused on one thing he's attracted to her about and he laser focuses in on that shit and we've all seen it we've all seen we've all seen that dude that's with that butterface and you just like man she looks hideous that dude has hyper focused neck down He's basically like, yo, from the neck to her knees is all I care about. (laughs) Like, I don't care about ankles and down. I don't care about necking up. She makes me feel good about myself. And this range right here is my pocket. I stay in the pocket. When people start talking about things outside the pocket, I don't even see that shit, bro. I'm here. I'm right here. (laughs) I just don't understand how women think we're we're complex or difficult. No, they don't. I think sometimes they oversimplify us. I don't even think that's true. I I think it's 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 situation dependent. Because sometimes we're simple. When they want to when they want to when they want to come for us, we're simple. Which is true. But they still don't know how to get it right. So who's stupid? And I told my wife I wouldn't be misogynistic anymore. I'm sorry I said that. (laughs) But what I'm saying to you is it's, it's situational dependent because sometimes I don't understand y'all and other times it's like y'all ain't nothing y'all just two dimensional so which one is it because you See, still AJ, fail you gotta you gotta come from this if you're gonna if you're gonna be a misogynist you gotta come from like from the Bill Blur thing so he says he says women have you ever like rolled by a sports bar on a Sunday when football's going on and you see all those meatball dumb people in there high-fiving each other and chest bumping saying he's on my fantasy team blah 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 have you ever thought that every study says that you are smarter and all these things have you ever looked at those guys and be like i'm losing to that yes you are <laughs> every time yes you are I every mean, time <laughs> i'm not gonna I'm, i told him i was gonna tone it down and i'm going to but i'll just say he's not wrong look my, my wife has told me she thinks i hate women and I'm just like, what? I mean, live with four of them. Hell, what the, hell? <laughs> the people closest to me in my life. What I have learned is it's easy to be labeled infamous when you you're not allowed to say anything bad. 
everybody, every woman has to walk on water. And once you learn how to say that, then you're okay. But you're not allowed to criticize. You're not. No. And, and see, the thing is, you know, we're programmed that too at an early age. Because my mom from an early age is just like, look, if you're going to be happy in any relationship, you just got to understand that you're wrong mm-hmm. all the time. And be okay with that. That's an actual quote my mom told me when I was like in six. I was sixteen. Well, apparently you listen because you're still married. And she she was just like, you just got to understand that you're wrong, and you've got to be okay with being wrong. And I'm just like, because she was like, it's not enough just to say you're wrong. You got to actually, in your heart, in your core, know that you are wrong. She is not wrong. You got to own that. <laughs> yes. You got to own your wrongness. You gotta put on your own you gotta make and put on your own dunce hat look i i am the villain of every bad thing in this house and i own it like i'm like a heel in wwe man i know the crowd's booing me and i accept it you know what i'm saying i, I i'm literally i'm flipping them off I'm telling them to suck it. I'm all I'm I am the WWE villain in my house and it makes me happy. Not to be the villain, it just makes me happy to allow her to be the face. She is the face. She's who we came to see. She is she is forever the Hulk Hogan in orange and the yellow and red. Not the NWO. She is always the I am a real American Hulk Hogan. <laughs> And, and, and I and I am always going to be that guy. God. Wow. So and she, it works. So it she, works. Cause ev- look, everybody needs a Ric Flair. That's woo. how you I get you over. That's I'm like, look, I'm getting you over, babe. Like the more these people, the streets hate me, the more they can love you. That's how it works. <laughs> Not it's not, it doesn't just work in it doesn't just work in wrestling. It works in relationships. So, dudes, be the heel, man. Let her be the face. Y'all get to win. That's right. He's not That's wrong. my relationship advice, right there. <laughs> I see. All right. Well, the only thing I gotta say is fuck Oprah. So we, <laughs> that can't be that can't be the only thing people. He's already said saying, that. Like, you can't say that. No, no, nah. I'm not even saying that. Like, man. Don't chop this up so it just sounds like that. That was my whole story about Oprah. Like, you know what it is. You already done. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That's exactly what you meant. Yeah. And, no, no. Hold on. I, I said I acknowledge. Oh, I said I don't know her personally. I said I acknowledge that she's done a whole bunch of things. I just think the way she moves is weird, and the way she moves I, offends me. And if women are allowed to be offended by two. Hollywood heartthrobs calling a woman who's 30 years older than them aunties. At least, at I can least. I can be offended by everything fucking Oprah does. Yeah, you're right. Cut that shit up. Fuck Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the episode is F dot 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 Oprah. Literally, it's the name of that. So episode. I mean just, you said all those like words to say the same thing you already said. I'm exactly. sorry, man. I, I talked myself right back to it, man. I just... like, who's being a politician now? Then he, he couldn't stand being a politician. Went back to the streets. <laughs> I'd be a horrible politician. You really would. Uh, well, you know, I don't really have any comment right now. No, ever. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, you're fired. Well, like I said, we're going to end the show on F Oprah. Fuck Oprah. And we'll be back next Sunday. 
9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, tell a friend, tell your enemy, tell somebody about us. Once again, don't thank you, AG. Fuck Oprah. Tell her too. Shit. Nobody gives around. Don't tell Oprah, man. I don't. I don't maybe she'll. Know. Maybe she'll listen to find out why we hate her. Man. Excuse me. Why you hate her? Why I hate her too? I don't, don't know about AG. Don't but, have people out here trying to cancel me. Man, whatever. What they gonna cancel? First of all, if they try to cancel you, that means everybody's listening to this shit. No, for, first of all, awesome. if, if somebody <laughs> tries to cancel me, I'm going to tell people I identify as not canceled. <laughs> Hey, you can't tell me who I can be. <laughs> can't tell me who I can be. I'm going to identify as not being canceled. That is hilarious. God. <laughs> Once again, thank AG, thank Moby. Thank you to those who listen to us uh, live. Thank you to those who will be listening to us on the podcast. That usually comes out anywhere Thursday, Friday, something like that. Hey, man, you know, we appreciate y'all and Hey, next week we're gonna do this all over again. Hope we probably won't be talking about Oprah next week, but you never know because that that bitch crazy. So, hey, once again, peace, love, hair grease, soul, and deuces. Email us at five minute warning nineteen at gmail.com. and also leave comments on Facebook and Twitch. Search five minute warning. Contact us on Twitter at AG underscore FMW podcast, RB5 Men Warning at FMW 2019. Contact us on Instagram, Moby 5 Minute Warning, AG underscore 5 Minute Warning, RB5 Men Warning. You can listen to the podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of. The 5-Minute Warning.